0: Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello, Nicole. Hey, how are you, Em? I'm fine.
1: <laughs> it's You're been, fine? We've been talking for like half an hour now, at least, so. Oh, at least.
0: <laughs> how are you?
1: I actually I think, think it was closer to an hour, because we were, I test yeah. recorded for like 20 minutes, and that's when I looked at the clock, so.
0: Yeah, I think we started talking at eight. Yeah. I have an update. Okay. Okay, so my dad came over uh, Sunday, and he brought us Peeps, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he brought us Sour Watermelon Peeps. Okay, we did talk about that. And he brought us Blue Raspberry Peeps. So Those are both going to
1: be similar, probably. What? Those are going to be similar, I would guess.
0: Probably, but these, I don't know that these are sour. Well, it's Blue raspberries. Blue Raspberry in general is sour. Yeah. We'll see. But I have not tasted them yet. So I'm going to do, like, a live tasting. I was going to say, are because... you going to
1: taste test right now? Are they already open? Please tell me.
0: Uh, these ones, the watermelon ones are, but the blue raspberry ones are not. Opened? Yes. Okay. <laughs> My dad and Stefan each had a sour watermelon. Stephen- My dad had two sour watermelons and Stefan had one. Yeah. They are green and sugar coated with, like, pink insides. <laughs> hmm. Yes.
1: We have, I have had those. I don't know if we had the those or the rabbit's. So on these
0: Peeps, the eyes are in the back of the head. Do you see that? <laughs> the machine fucked up. Sure did. These ones are probably made in less than six minutes. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So I'm going to try this watermelon one real quick. That's a joke you only get if you listen
1: to our Peeps episode. <laughs> yes. So here we go. I'm a little nervous. Here goes the watermelon. It's It smells good. Yeah. Exciting content. She's taking a bite. She ate the whole body in one bite with the tail and... I did.
0: <laughs> like a monster. There's like, it's very watermelon forward.
1: hmm
0: And then the marshmallow hits like as it's like starts to melt when you chew. Mm-hmm. The outside is definitely like the sour watermelon part. And the inside is definitely like... Just pink marshmallow? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I was going to say my control would be to like bite the head off <laughs> and then eat some of just the marshmallow inside. I know. I just lick the marshmallow. She's licking this marshmallow. <laughs> no, it's definitely just pink marshmallow. Oh, huh, weird. Okay, well that wasn't bad. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed, actually. I did not know how it- I would eat another one right now, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna taste this. But apple. you got
1: a blue raspberry. Okay, everyone. We shh. Okay, we have a blue
0: peep. We have a blue peep. How are the eyes? Uh, <laughs> this one only has one. <laughs> eye. <laughs> that is funny. Do all of them? Hold on a second. Oh, okay. No, it's just this one. Oh. This is the only one with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> what happened over there <laughs> i don't know okay this one smells do you know like the baby bottle pops mm-hmm. okay baby it literally smells pops. like the powder in that baby bottle pops like the blue raspberry powder yeah okay gonna eat this one a little bit differently <laughs> okay this one is blue like a light blue on the inside marshmallow with a blue sugar coating so I'm going to eat the head on this one because okay. it only has one eye and it's creeping me out. It's literally, <laughs> look at it. It looks like a pigeon. <laughs> oh, okay. Here goes. There was a face. There was a face. I got more sour out of this one. Looking <laughs> the marshmallow. <laughs> I think this one, the marshmallow is sour. <laughs> and so is the outside. Interessante. Mm-hmm. It looks softer, probably because the watermelons were open already. Exactly. This one is softer. But I actually kind of like this texture. I mean, for, I think maybe because it's not sickeningly sweet, mm-hmm. I can deal with a softness. <laughs> Does that make sense? I mean, I guess. I still it's weird. Sure but it's peep. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Not bad, peeps. Not bad. Honestly, if I had to pick a winner, I'd go with a blue raspberry. Yeah, I do like
1: blue raspberry. That's my favorite Jolly Rancher. We have them at work. We haven't been putting candy out because of the pandemic, so we just get to eat all the candy. <laughs> And, because we're all wearing masks, you can't see if my tongue's blue,
0: right? Also, the Blue Raspberry Jelly Rancher is my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. It is good. The package crinkled when I was talking. Sorry. <laughs> I heard <him. laughs>
1: Yes, sour and fruit is not a flavor I would usually pair with marshmallow. Me
0: either, but this is surprisingly good. That's good. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Exciting content. <laughs> yes. Oh, you should play
1: Chubby Bunny with sour marshmallow. Oh my god. That would be actually really difficult because that
0: blue raspberry is pretty sour. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a very real challenge. <laughs> that's what people should do on YouTube. Chubby Peep. I like 10 packs of Peeps. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but also they're not just round marshmallow shape, So you could
0: play some Tetris and get them in there. I was going to say you could like... Set the head on the tail of the other one. hmm I like it. I like it. Should we get started? Sure. Okay. you your first time. Are you ready yes. for my first topic? Yes. Jigsaw puzzles. Okay. <laughs> I do like a good puzzle. Yeah. Me too.
1: So, jigsaw puzzles were believed to be created by a London engraver slash cartographer named John Spilsbury, and he... Produced his first one in 1760. Okay. <laughs> they weren't always called puzzles, obviously. They used to be known as dissections. Oh. Because. Very formal. Well, they were very formal. <laughs> because. It was the 1760s. Well, early puzzles were not puzzles as we know them. They were maps mounted on hard wood and cut along the national boundaries and were often used for teaching geography.
0: Oh. Yes. So it was an educational tool. Mm-hmm.
1: Because... that so was formal. <laughs> why else would you invent a jigsaw puzzle? <laughs> in the 1700s, there isn't much Fair. leisure time other than sewing. And you're probably going to use that for something you're not just like, I'm just, I just feel like sewing today.
0: Right? Like you're sewing for a purpose. Yeah.
1: The name jigsaw came around in 1880 when fret saws were used to cut them. They started using fret saws.
0: What's a fret saw?
1: (laughs) Okay, it's a type of band saw. Okay. It's, okay. So, you know what a hack, do you know what a hacksaw looks like? It's the, it's got the one handle on the one end, and it's, like, long, and it has, like, the arch above it. Yes, I do. It's, like, that, but thinner, and the arch is much taller. Okay. (laughs) So, it's, like, a third of the length, and a much taller arch, so you could be more precise. Okay. Um, they started using... Cardboard in the late 1800s instead of wood mounts, but it was slow to replace wood commonly because manufacturers thought that cardboard would be perceived as low quality and there's more profit in selling wood than cardboard, (laughs) obviously. So the manufacturers didn't want to switch over because they couldn't make as much money. However, they gained popularity as cardboard and during the Great Depression- it was a cheap and long-lasting and recyclable form of entertainment. <laughs> you could do them over and over. That's very true. <laughs> and it like didn't it. cost much money because it was on cardboard. <laughs> right. Similarly to the Great Depression, 2020, COVID-19, yes. everyone was at home again. Yes. You had to figure out something to do. Jigsaw Puzzles saw a new surge in popularity. Love
0: that. Yeah. So It's totally come full circle. Weird. yeah,
1: Right. It's almost like history repeats itself. It's almost like time is a flat circle. (laughs) Um, I was watching Shark Tank. There was a woman on there trying to get funding for her company, Jiggy. Right? (laughs) What is that? It's puzzles. Okay. Believe it or not. All right. So her company called Jiggy. They're not your standard 50-piece cardboard box puzzle. They... Come in reusable glass jar. They included with your purchase is a tube of puzzle glue and a straight edge tool to spread the glue so you can frame your artwork after you are done. I don't know what this... I wrote print to FLO and I... Not FLO, FLW. <laughs> and I don't know if that's supposed to be follow or flow. I don't know what, <laughs> what this note is, but I took it from their website. <laughs> but the coolest part is that all of their... Artwork features art from upcoming female artists. Oh, I like that. Yes, so they're not just like you know a, old r- photos. A, a Kincaid, that's his name, right? The guy with the yes. s- the snow. I think so. Uh, yes, Tom Kincaid or something. Yes, so it's all like new, cool art, and a percent of the process. It doesn't say on the website what percent, which I have a problem with. But a percent of every purchase goes to the artist who is featured on that puzzle. There's also a membership option. You don't get the glass jar that way, but it is like half the price (laughs) because they are $50 if you just buy a one-off puzzle. But I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. I think Mark bought into it. He did. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Mark. Someone did and I'm pretty sure it was Mark. I like Mark. He's fine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I have nothing against him. Yeah. Steph and I were watching at the Dallas game the other day, and he was, like, there with his, like, watching his team play and stuff, and, like, after the game, they, like, won him, and he, like, went down and, like, celebrated with them on the court, which I thought was cool, because, like, some owners don't do that. Obviously, like, there's multifacets facets of him, but <laughs> yeah. I still, I like him. I follow him on LinkedIn. I used to have these puzzles when I was a kid. We had, like, two or
1: three Looney Tunes puzzles. I'm pretty sure I could do them from memory to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like, without having to look at any of them, I'm pretty sure I could pick up a piece and fit it into the other piece that it goes with.
0: We had puzzles, and I remember, like, doing them, but I didn't have anything specific. I was more of, like, a Barbie girl, and then eventually I just went and played outside. Yeah. Because we had a million kids in our neighborhood. <laughs> yes. I was going <laughs> to say, I... Age. Yeah. I did not have that. kind. Of, I mean, there were other kids in the
1: neighborhood, technically, but I didn't go to the same schools as them. So I didn't know any of them, and I was an only child, basically. Yeah, growing up. So. <laughs> so, I did a lot of puzzles by myself.
0: I do enjoy a good puzzle. I haven't bought one in a really long time. I, I know me that.
1: either. I almost did during
0: like back at the beginning of Showdance. <laughs> so did I. I looked at them. Yeah. I just did never pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Partially because I had to go back to work immediately. <laughs>
1: yeah. Also, I have nowhere to store things. We have board games, but they're on the bottom shelf of this table that I'm sitting at right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they do take up a lot of space, like boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. If I am gonna buy one though, it'd be cool. Yeah. Yep.
1: Puzzles are fun. We got a little bit into the like 3D puzzle craze. We had a couple of those. My parents weren't big into puzzles. We're a board game family, so 3D puzzles fit into that just fine. Oh, definitely.
0: We like our board games, but more like cards, dice. We played a shit ton of shoes and ladders.
1: Yeah. We stopped playing shoots and Ladders at one point, and then it was more cards and word games.
0: Those are also fan Mm-hmm. I guess I did a bunch of puzzles with Angel. I remember doing, like, this aquarium scene. Yeah. We even, like, hodgepodged it together with, like, the glue and framed it. hmm So we did do that, I guess. I did do quite a few puzzles at her house growing up.
1: Puzzles are a good time. if They are. It's nice when you finish it, and it's all done, and then you're like, how long do I leave this here before I've before I destroy it, because I just spent how long doing that? (laughs) Right. That is time I will never get back? Yeah. But also, it feels like a waste if you just frame it, because
0: like then you can't do the puzzle again. Exactly. (laughs) What do you do
1: the next time you're bored?
0: Exactly. And I can't keep buying puzzles to hang on my wall. My wall would fill up. Right? My turn? Yeah, what you got? My first topic is bachelorette parties. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I... I'm in the midst of planning Chantal's, or trying to think of ideas to plan Chantal's bachelorette party. Yes. And I planned several, and I've attended several. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm 27 dressed over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I am struggling with this one, partially because we are in a pandemic. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be harder anyway. Yeah. So, I have some ideas. I want to include her sister and her mom in like the daytime activity. And then, like, at the nighttime activity, her mom can, like, take her sister home. How old is her sister? Uh, 18, 17, 18. Oh, okay. senior.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, i like, the sister can stick around. The parents gotta go.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so, hopefully she doesn't listen to this. I, really <laughs> I was like, just actually, gonna say that. <laughs> I don't think she will. Okay. She really liked to go to the Mariners games with her dad, like, growing up. That was something her and her sister did. So I think it would be kind of fun to do, like, a group to the Mariners game. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. And then, like, go to dinner, and then after dinner, her mom can take her sister home, and we can go do something else. Yeah. Or go to the Airbnb and drink, or something. hmm So, thinking about that. I planned some pretty interesting bachelorette parties, though. <laughs> uh, so, the one I planned exclusively was my friend Michaela's bachelorette.
1: Was that the one in Vegas?
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one. So, for that one, I booked a limo to pick us up at the airport, which was totally kick-ass. We had it for an hour and a half, I think. Or two hours? I think I booked it for two hours. We went to the Vegas sign. I bought an extra bottle of champagne, like in the to put in the limo. I think it was like thirty-five extra dollars or something. It was fine. It was yeah. whatever. Yeah. But we rode down the strip, like taking pictures out the sunroof and shit. <laughs> like it was such a good time. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend kicking off your bachelorette party with a limo, no matter where it's at. <laughs> yeah. We went to we did Angel's bachelorette here in Portland, and we just like rode around all the on the, all the bridges and like. Bumped tunes and like drank a little bit and just chilled out in the limo before we went to Darcel's here. So that was fun. Darcel's I mean, the involved, infamous drag club. They are part of the Guinness World Records now. She is the Good. oldest performing drag queen. Nice. Yeah, I think ninety in their nineties for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. What? Now that I was going to say something sad. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why (laughs) I (laughs) stopped. So yeah, definitely limos. Anytime limos involved, it's going to be a good time. Then for Michaela's bachelorette party, we did a zipline, which was cool. That's like kind of a Vegas exclusive thing. Mm -hmm. Although the link did open their zipline too. So you don't actually have to leave the strip to do that anymore. Nice. But I do recommend Fremont Street. I was going to say that's better. Yeah. (laughs) It is better. Yeah. The experience is better. I was going to say you get to go down Fremont. (laughs) Exactly. The one on the strip, you just get the va- the link promenade, which is kind of cool, but, like... It's not the same. Also not. Yeah. Not the same. And it's not nearly as long, either. Like, pretty much, it's pretty long. Yeah. Oh, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, there was an old lady who was ziplining, and she, she, she was really old. And she did the Zoom line, so it was the one that where she was laying on her tummy. Well, they were, like, playing Happy Birthday, like, on the, like, message screen, mm-hmm. and some, like, young guy was, like, shimmying her down the line, so <laughs> when she got to the end, she wouldn't crash. Yeah. So, like, he shimmied her, like, all the way down, <laughs> and everyone was, like, waving and singing happy birthday to this, like, old lady doing the zip line. It was <laughs> so cool. It was adorable. Yeah. So that was fun. So, some sort of, like, activity is always, like, recommended. Lots of activities can include, like, I've seen paint-and-sip parties, we've done... What else have we done? We've done house parties, we've done beach trips... We've gone to Vegas. Uh, I know people who've gone to, like, Denver and Atlantic City and Nashville. You can do, like, Destination Bachelorettes. Um, those tend to run a little more expensive. Well, yeah, because uh, you have to fly somewhere. <laughs> yeah. food, drink, hotel. Yeah, Destination Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Although, if I love that Airbnb is an option now because you can buy a house for the weekend and split it with your friends, and it's much cheaper than just an actual hotel. <laughs> and it's your own house, so you can do whatever you want there. Within reason. Within the Airbnb reason. Yeah. Let me. Don't uh, trash someone's house. <laughs> clear yeah, don't be an asshole, first of all. Yeah. Rule of thumb. And then, well, also, I we were in Vegas for Michaela's Bachelorette, we did Marshmallow's Night Swim at. Oh, God, what was that? It was one at The Win. It was not Encore. is the other one. I don't know what it is. Uh, but we watched Marshmallow there. Good memories are made in airports. On if you're doing a destination, yep, <laughs> bachelorette party. We took shots on the airport floor before our flight, before we left for Vegas, and then on the way home, I went to get a massage at one of like the chair massage places pre-COVID, obviously. Chair massage places for like thirty minutes. I come back and all three of the other girls are passed out on the floor, just like all over our luggage, like sprawled out. I have pictures of that. It's great. <laughs> I did a little bit of research and the. Take a guess at how much you think the average person, person spends on a bachelorette party, like to attend. I was going to say, like per person, um, 300. The average is 537. Oh, less than double what I said, but still a yes. lot. <laughs> still a lot. I've done bachelorette parties where I spent $150 and I've done bachelorette parties where I've spent two grand. So <laughs> yeah. one thing you have to be careful about is, I not really be careful, but just take this into account is all the treat the bride stuff. Because, like, you don't want your bride to pay for anything. Like... Yeah. If she really wants to, let her. Like, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it
1: depends on your group
0: and... Yeah, the circumstances and things like that. But if you can, like, usually, like, people want to treat the bride. So take into account to spend an extra, like, two or $300 on that type of stuff. Obviously, given the activity and what you're doing. But, like, for me, that's kind of what I figured was average for my experiences. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I don't think I've ever made... Or the groups that I've gone with have ever made the bride pitch in for like housing or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Michaela did buy a bottle of Patron, though. She snuck it on the airplane <laughs> and broke it out in the hotel room. and like, where the hell did you get that? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so we were like, all right, well, Michaela brought the alcohol. <laughs> what else? I don't know. They're just fun. I like them. It's a good time to like have your final like hurrah as like a single girly or a single person.
1: Again, within reason, because you're yeah. not single just because you're not married. Well, no, <laughs> it's not like
0: no. Don't go fuck somebody else. You yeah, have to, like respect your relationship. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, it's gonna be exciting because it's gonna be like one of the last weekends with my own last name. Like that's what I'm looking forward to. Like count down to like his name. That's what I look at it as. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. They're fun. Just a good time usually. There is usually some drama always, as with all parties and and drunk women yes (laughs) always uh so when you go to a bachelorette party i expect it to just be like someone's gonna cry yeah exactly exactly someone will probably cry someone will storm off mad for a second but they will always come back and it will always be a good time yeah so (laughs) do expect that but yeah they're fun yeah (laughs) i don't know what i would want to even do for my own who's planning yours because i have ideas (laughs) Uh, I would hope that all of you would collaborate. Okay. I will definitely be making a bridesmaids group, and then you guys can split off from there. Okay. Start your own group chat. Okay. You have ideas. I have ideas. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> and I'm not even engaged yet. <laughs> Although we did talk about it recently, so that's that's progress. Yeah. All right, Em, what you got for number two? My second topic. is Bob's Burgers. Oh, my God. <laughs> You didn't react to that. I just have this image of us being in Kelsey's room watching the the Bob's Burgers porn on her laptop. That is the most of Bob's Burgers I've ever watched, to be honest with you.
1: So here's the thing. There are unspoken rules of the internet, right? Rule 34 states that if if something exists, there is porn of that thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is why that exists and why we watched it. And we're not talking about like someone drew boobs on Deviantart, right? (laughs) Like, this was like like, real human human human. actors dressed up as Bob and Linda. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean, they did a pretty good job. Like, it's a decent, like. Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) It is. It's definitely like a parody porn for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It was a good one. It was so good and like cringy that we could all watch it together and not be like freaked out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> be like is one of us secretly into this. <laughs> <So>. Right?
0: <laughs> like we were all genuinely laughing. Yeah. Not like okay. that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about porn. <laughs> nope. Just Bob's burgers. Yes. But that's why I like blanked for a second. I, I just, know flashback.
1: Like, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Bob's Burgers is a an animated sitcom that revolves around focuses on what? What words am I trying to?
0: That focuses on that, like that follows.
1: Yeah, I guess the story. I guess <laughs> Bob's Burgers is an animated sitcom about the Belcher family, who owns that they own a restaurant, a burger restaurant called Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> the family is Bob, Linda, and their three children, Tina, Jean, and Louise. Their restaurant is situated between a funeral home called It's Your Funeral Home and Crematorium and, on the other side, is in the intro, in the theme, intro theme, <laughs> leading into the <laughs> the episode. Like the intro video? I mean, like sure. A it's not a say, it's just the, you know, when the theme music comes on and they're doing their, like, intro sequence. There we go. Yes, there we go. That's <laughs> The business on the other side constantly changes, and it's always a pun, and I'm trying to think of any of the puns that they've had. I was just watching. (laughs) I (laughs) cannot think of any of the businesses that have been there, but it's always something stupid and funny. (laughs) (laughs) So they have a couple regulars who are featured on the show a lot. Mort is the owner of the funeral home next door. Teddy is a handyman who mostly is only there to eat and have conversations. He doesn't do any of the handyman stuff. (laughs) You you really only see Teddy just eating at the restaurant. And across the street is Jimmy Pesto who owns Jimmy Pesto's Pizzeria and that is their rival restaurant that always seems to be doing better than their restaurant because it is doing better than their restaurant. But also Bob and Jimmy hate each other. (laughs) That plays into the show a lot too. Surprise. Surprise. Um, The three kids, Tina, is 13. She's just at the right age to be, like, angsty, but not too angsty. You know, (laughs) like, she still hangs out with her family sometimes. She's very into zombies and horses and also butts. (laughs) And and Jimmy Jr., who is Jimmy Pesto's son. So that causes tension sometimes in the show because they don't like each other. But she likes Jimmy Jr. Gene is 11. He's an aspiring musician. He often has a keyboard with him that he doesn't actually usually play as a keyboard. He mostly has programmed in laser sounds and uh, farts. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not much actual piano playing. He also has um, a middle-aged albino invisible friend named Ken.
0: Named what? Ken. Ken.
1: Yes. That comes up in the first few episodes. They're t- at dinner, and he's like, "Oh, but, you know, my friend Ken did this," and Bob's like, "Oh, I don't know your friend Ken." He's like, "It's okay. He's thirty-five, and he's albino." He's like, "You can't have a thirty-five-year-old albino friend." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, wait, is he invisible?" He's like, "No." He's like, "It's fine. <laughs> you can have an invisible friend." And then Luis is nine, and I always say that name like that, and I don't know why. <laughs> Luis. I always say it, Luis. Uh, like a Latino man's name, and not Louise, like an English woman's name. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it Louise? It's with a Z S. Not. It's always go- if it's a woman, it's not going to be Louise, <laughs> like L U I S. But that's always how I say it. Okay. She's the troublemaker. She is. <laughs> She's the one who's like, hey, let's go, you know, find the- this buried treasure that some adult told us about as a joke <laughs> like, but also she's still nine and you know <laughs> sometimes she has like kid moments but for the most part she's just a troublemaker shister i yeah. like it
0: always gonna have one of those yeah
1: so i have this snippet of a review from indie wire written by ben travers who i don't know why i said who he was writing a review for the 200th episode and it's Basically about the watchability of the show after this long. Rather than succeeding as an ever-before-seen departure from the norm, Bob's Burgers embraces the magic of the mundane in a way so many of the best sitcoms have before it. Cheers is about life at a bar. Friends is about, well, friends. Seinfeld is about nothing. Bob's Burgers is about a family in the restaurant. Perhaps best of all, this is a supportive, loving family. They embrace each other's oddities and encourage each other to go further. The Belchers are also perfectly preserved in time. Bob is old enough for adults to identify with his world-weary attitude, yet still young at heart. The kids aren't in diapers or aged out of childhood. Tina is a 13-year-old, so she can babysit, but she's not too cool for family time. Louise, at nine, is the sharpest of the lot, often manipulating the group to do what she wants. For parents, this is the ideal moment in time, when your kids are still at home, when you can talk to them, teach them, and have fun with them. For kids, the wacky comedy and free-roaming adventures are entertainment enough, which doubles for older viewers who want to relive their childhood highlights. Bob's Burgers sustains an unsustainable part of life and lets viewers appreciate it for even longer than they'll experience it themselves. Which is true. It's v- funny. <laughs> Obviously, like there's one episode where Tina goes with Bob to the restaurant supply store to pick up napkins and she's 13, so he's like there's no there's only one other car in the parking lot. So they're leaving. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to maybe drive? And she's like, I can't drive. I'm 13. And he's like, yeah, but I'm your dad. And I say it's okay. And there's nobody else here, so it'll be fine. But she doesn't know how to drive. And also she is a very anxious kid anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So she's not even on the gas, really. She just like has her foot off the gas, so it's rolling forward. But it's rolling towards the only other car in the parking lot. And <laughs> Bob keeps freaking out, obviously, because they're going to hit this other car. And she just is panicking, and she can't turn the car away from it she just keeps swerving back and forth (laughs) so they're still going to end up hitting that other car and he's like just turn any direction (laughs) like just (laughs) just turn the car that's funny and they end up hitting the car and then they end up getting blackmailed into insurance fraud from a agent who wants to do insurance it's like a whole thing but like it's relatable (laughs) in, in that yeah sure like your kid drive around the parking lot like who cares they have to learn how to drive at some point anyway right <laughs> but also it just everything usually just gets out of hand and insane <laughs> like <laughs> like he tries to get them to burn down his house
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: bad luck bob <laughs> but it's very good and the the family dynamics are very good because louise is the one who's always like too cool to hang out with them and the schemer and you know <laughs> gets everyone It yeah, gets everyone to do what she wants to do, even if it's very clearly a bad idea. But also, she, like, sticks up for her siblings if something's <laughs> happening. And she Tina's being bossed around by the popular girl that she wants to be friends with. And Louise, like, traps her in a different... Par- it's a long story, so I'm paraphrasing. I know it's not a different room, but basically she traps her in a different room so that Tina can, like, enjoy the party. Aww. Right? So... It's nice and and relatable and it's just a good show. And it's very rewatchable because there's like, what season are we on? Season 11, I think. It's very good. And they're only like 20 minute episodes because it's a half hour sitcom minus the commercials.
0: See, I would love that. That is like right up my alley. I should watch some Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers and Superstore. Yes, both of them around 22 minutes. Perfect. Yes.
1: My favorite episode of Bob's Burgers is season four, Equestronauts. In which Bob goes above and beyond the regular <laughs> parental call of duty.
0: Okay, equestronaut?
1: <laughs> equestronaut. Okay, so they can't say My Little Pony because they don't own that, right? Like, they they would have to get clearance for that. So they yeah. make up the equestronauts for the show, which is the, the show that Tina likes. <laughs> she likes horses, right? And there's, like, this convention, but they don't realize that the convention is basically a brony convention. But on the show, they're called Equesticals because it's for men who, like, equestronauts and, you know, testicles. (laughs) So they're called (laughs) Equesticals. Okay. (laughs) But Tina has this valuable, like, rare doll. And one of the guys tricks her into, like, trading for it. But it's, like, her favorite one. And she's just... afraid to say no because she's a child right yeah. And so like bob has to like do all of this research and like watch everything that has ever been produced about the equestronauts and they like get him a pony costume and he goes and he like infiltrates the group and does all of this stuff to try to get the doll back and it's like obviously that's overblown and like most parents would be like we'll just get you another doll yeah <laughs> but it's like It's the absurdity that makes it, like, so much nicer in the end, because, like, look at this length that he went to
0: (laughs) to just, like, Like, get
1: this doll back. Good job, Dad. Yeah. He gets part of a tattoo. (laughs) She's part of a tattoo? Well, they interrupt it. He doesn't want to get the tattoo, but he has to prove that he's part of the group and he's not just, like, trying to, you know, steal the doll back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he really is. It's good. It's a good show. You should watch it. (laughs) I should watch it. (laughs) I've I've t- like, turned it on in the background, but I've never actually like actively watched it. Yeah, the
1: first season takes it only the okay. So season one only has like seventy five or something on Rotten Tomatoes. All of the other okay. seasons have like eighty eight and above, I think, and most of them have a hundred. But the first season, man, even, like the first episode is called Human Flesh. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it in theory. It's just, like, you can tell that, like, the writers haven't quite gotten into their rhythm yet. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure that this could happen. <laughs> like, Louise goes to school and doesn't have anything for show and tell. So she tells all the kids that her restaurant serves human flesh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? Human flesh, of all things. Yeah. Well, she's also dark. She's the troublemaker one. So <laughs> yes. she-, she wants to shock them. But... I don't know. There's just something about the first few episodes that don't like. They don't. Catch ya? Yeah, they don't get you the way that all the other episodes do. They're still good, but it takes a minute to get into it.
0: I think I would like that show. All right. Did I go last? Yes. <laughs> it's the only option left. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. So, my last topic is life hacks. Things okay. To make life easier. I have in
1: my list for the future psychology hacks. So. Oh, I like it. But we'll see where your life hacks go and maybe I'll share some of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so life hack number one, we learned last summer. Oh, we're just, okay, we're just getting I mean, into so it. <laughs> we are. Because, I mean, there's not, I mean, people generally like to, like, take the path of least resistance, right? Like, mm-hmm. so why not make life easier and just share fun little tips that make that easier? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that there's much research on this. Well, yeah. So that's kind of why I was like... You
1: can also call a lot of things life hack, and it's like, well, I tried it and it didn't work. (laughs) Or it's easier to just do it regularly.
0: Yes, this is true. I tried to pick ones that uh, I've either used or actually seemed like it would work. Mm. So the first one I learned last summer with the fires was get yourself... Like, I don't foresee our fire situation getting much better. Mm -hmm. Like not given the current state of affairs. Yeah. So be prepared and buy yourself a highly Merv rated filter, like air filter. I think we bought a big furnace filter, big square one and attached it to a box fan and then just turn the fan on and it would run all day. And then by the time like the next day would go, we would it like need to be replaced because the air was like that bad. So like if you're struggling and don't want to like drop money, like The air outside is so bad that you need like an inside air filter, and you don't want to drop like money on an actual like air purifying system because that shit's expensive. Go to Home Depot and Lowe's and get yourself like five or six air filters to like get you by to like help filter your air. They last longer than a day, but it does turn black, so be aware of that. It, I definitely noticed that it worked for us, Uh, it eliminated any residual smoke smell we had in the air. So at the time we were living in the condo, we had our inside like our front door to our condo unit opened up to a hallway. And at the end of the hallway, there was a door, but it, there's like, you could see like the cracks like underneath it, like light. So obviously like air could get in there. Mm-hmm. And then people were opening and closing like the doors to our hallway. So our house is pretty protected because we didn't, we weren't like directly next to either do- of those doors, but we did get some like residual smokes and just having that like air filter really, really helped. I, like, got rid of any sort of headache I had. So you can use, like, a rubber band, a string, zip tie, whatever you got. Yeah. uh, Make it work. Uh, My second one, uh, I actually use this one quite frequently, or not anymore, because I have a pretty unique suitcase. Um, (laughs) This one's been around a while. (laughs) But if you have, like, a common-colored suitcase, like a black or a red or a blue, tie a bright, like, unique piece of fabric on it so you can, like, easily identify it at baggage claim because... We always do that. There's no... Like, worse worst thing than, like, getting excited about, like, getting to your vaca- like destination and then, like, spending, like, 30 or 40 minutes at baggage claim because you missed your bag goodbye the first time. <laughs> yeah. I just try and carry on now because it's more convenient. But, like, if you are checking, definitely throw that right piece of luggage or, like, a unique luggage tag. Something. Yeah.
1: Something that says it's yours. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> so I use this one frequently. I do a lot of, like, confidential note-taking at work with various client information and sometimes I need to, like, cross words or numbers out. <laughs> so don't, like, don't scribble, scribble side to side. Yeah. Right. Like, other numbers and letters on top of yeah. it. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I always just did, like, circles, like, really thick, like, all over. Yeah. And but if you write other numbers and letters, then you don't know
1: which ones are the real ones.
0: <laughs> exactly. I didn't even think about that until I was, like, looking up some, like, cool life hacks. And I was like, wow, I never even considered that <laughs> genius. So if you have, like... A smelly room or, like, a dorm room or, like, your kid's room and you want to, like, freshen it up in there but don't necessarily want to, like, buy air fresheners, you can use, like, a dryer sheet, tape it to, like, an AC unit if there's a unit in the area or, like, a fan or something and let the fan blow on it and it'll blow the smell around and kind of, like, lessen the the stench. I feel like that one would probably work because, like, it smells good. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Makes your your clothes smell good. Stefan told me a life hack, speaking of fabric softener, or I just, I literally just said that word, dryer sheet. (laughs) Uh, Stefan told me that if you wash towels, don't dry them with a dryer sheet because the, like... Because it comes off onto the towels. Yeah. And it's, like, harder to, like, dry yourself. I didn't even, like, think about that. Yeah. Well, because it heats up the wax and then... Exactly. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even... Didn't even think about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I've never had a big enough issue, like, it's not like your towel is not going to dry you.
0: Yes, exactly. It's just, you know,
1: if you want to get dressed immediately, most people just, like, hang
0: out and air dry partially anyway. Yes. I don't generally do this. I always just kind of, like, hold my phone. But for people that use their phone to, like, watch things frequently, uh, but don't necessarily have a pop socket or, like, a stand, use a pair of upside down sunglasses. Like, with the ears towards you so it's like a cradle? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought that was pretty genius. I did try it and it worked, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought this one was pretty good because I am not a big garbage fan. Um, <laughs> Who Chris... is? Yeah, no. It's really, our new <laughs> complex is weird. I told you we have garbage valet now. Yeah. Like, they come to our front door and pick up our garbage. It's it's weird. <laughs> but, so it, like, sometimes has to sit there for, like, a while before they come pick it up. Because they don't always come, like, right at seven. But for gross, drippy garbage bags, uh, line the bottom of your bag with newspaper, and then that way it, like, collects any, like, liquidy juice and, like, doesn't leak out the bag. I'm like, oh, wow. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on how much liquid you've thrown away, and... Oh, yeah. You have to have newspaper. <laughs> this is true. But a paper towel would suffice as well, if you have those lying around. Uh, the next one. So, my Christmas balls are not glass, but they are plastic. But they have their own container. But if they didn't have their own container, you can replace it with, like, you know, those, like, 12 apple clamshell things. From, like, Harry and David? (laughs) Kind of. But, like, I see them at the store sometimes, like, where you can get, like, 12 apples. Sometimes you can get, like, Shingo pears in them. Like, the big, like, apple pears. Are we just talking about, like, a cut-in-half egg carton, but (laughs) apple-sized? I mean, like, it's, like, more like a to-go. I mean, it has, like, slots for, like, each apple. hmm And then it has, like, a lid on it, and it, like, closes, kind of like a to-go container. And, like, each apple is, like, held in its little spot. But, yeah, it's kind of like an egg <laughs> carton. Okay. I've never seen that. Okay. Well, they exist. <laughs> uh, and if you have, like, glass Christmas decorations, you can, like, put them in, the, like, the container and then, like, store your Christmas decorations that way. Mm-hmm. I thought this one was pretty clever. I would not have thought about it, but it would definitely work. Uh, using a muffin tin to serve condiments, like at a barbecue or like a party. Mm-hmm. Or like ice cream dishes. toppings. and Yeah. Genius. Yep. Never would have thought about that. Ever. Yeah. Such a good idea. You wash one pan instead of eight bowls. <laughs> yeah. The only thing you have to worry about is drippage. <laughs> yeah. Contamination of the sauce. Yeah. This one was pretty clever. I could do it because I now have a laundry room. But for those of you who don't, it might be a little more difficult. But if you're tired of knocking over chemical bottles under, like, your bathroom sink or your kitchen sink or something, uh, buy yourself a, like, one of those, like, hanging shoe racks. Like, the little plastic ones. And, like, hang your cleaners and stuff in there. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I might actually do that. (laughs) Just because we have a lot of cleaners laying around. And that would be, like, a good way to, like, easily access cleaning supplies so cleaning could be more convenient instead of a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. Plus it's on the back of the door instead of you can put whatever you want under the sink now.
0: Exactly. This one is cool. So if you live in an upper level apartment, you can buy a carabiner and put like all your bike candles in it and then carry all your bags up at once instead of having to make like five or six trips. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty genius. Obviously your bags have to be light enough. Yeah, I was going to say you have to be able to lift it still. <laughs> exactly. But it gives you a better grip. Yeah, it's not digging into your fingers exactly this one i have done actually uh pasta lighter so like you light the end of a piece of dried spaghetti to like reach candle wicks mm. or that would not like be reachable with a match or lighter like a short lighter yeah so that works i've done that so- on several occasions i think we did that when we lived together at one point <laughs> i don't remember that i remember we did something also with paper towels <laughs> we tried to like light a candle or something with a paper towel and oh probably the paper towel burnt real quick <laughs> yeah if you want to return your books to your college bookstore, but you like fuck them up with highlighter, rub a cut lemon on a Q tip and then rub the Q tip. Like, obviously, don't like drench the Q tip in lemon juice. But, like, get enough on there so you can like rub it on the highlighted words, and the highlighter will fade. Hmm. I saw that on more than one list, so my guess I saw is that on National Treasure. Works. Does it work? <laughs> Did you not hear my joke? <laughs> oh, have you seen National Treasure? No. Oh, (laughs) I know what it is,
1: though. Well, no. So they steal the Declaration of Independence and then they rub lemon on the back to make the invisible words show up.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, I don't get it. No. (laughs) Does it work or not? (laughs) Uh, This one I thought was really, really cool. And I actually am probably going to do it. It is saving your dryer lint and putting it in like an empty toilet paper roll and taking it camping. And using it as a fire starter. yeah. I'm like, wow, that is genius.
1: I feel like it would go up pretty fast, though.
0: Yeah, but that's why you put it in, like, a toilet paper tube. And then, like, obviously, like, your wood around that, but... Couldn't you just light the toilet paper tube? You could, but it would go really fast. Faster than the lint? No, the lint would definitely go faster than the tube. But the goal is to, like, get it lit quickly. And lint catches fire quicker than cardboard does. And lint is 100% going to catch on fire. Like, it is a very flammable material. (laughs) You can't always guarantee that cardboard's going to catch on fire real quick before you burn your thumb on the lighter or the match. I don't know. We always just use wood. (laughs) Same. But sometimes it's, like, wet here and the wood doesn't catch right away. So having something to, like, help it would totally work. And then my last one, which I thought was a pretty cool, unique one, uh, instead of, like, throwing away empty chopstick tubes or, like, a suntan bottle, like, not suntan bottle, a sunscreen bottle, You can, like, cut the lotion, like, sunscreen lotion bottle, like, to where... Cut around it, so it, like, still holds together, but, like, when you squeeze it, it, like, opens up, like, a little pouch. You can put your phone in there, like, if you're going to the beach or the pool. And then also, if you need, like, cash for whatever reason to, like, buy drinks or food or tip your server, you can take out the little screw part of the chapstick tube like clean it out and roll up cash and put it in there and then also take that to the pool with you so like it's way less like suspecting like people will look in your bag and be like oh it's just like old chapstick and some sunscreen not a phone and cash Mm -hmm. which i thought was pretty genius so i thought those were all fun and pretty realistic i like i said done several of those and the other ones seem like they could absolutely work so yeah there you go some life hacks brando (laughs) life hacks Do you got any? I was trying to think of some and not really. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like I have like a lot more. Like I know of a lot more. Yeah. I would have to like look at a list and be like, oh yeah. Exactly. Oh. Oh, I already said that one. (laughs) Did I say with the paint? No. Oh, okay. So I missed one on my list. So you can take like a big like rubber band and put it around like your paint can Mm-hmm. And then instead of wiping the paintbrush off on the side of the paint can, wipe it off on the rubber band, which I also thought was genius. So those of you that are doing quarantine home projects with paint.
1: Right. Wrap it so it goes around the top and the bottom, not just, like, around the outside. The <laughs> so that the yes. it's pulled taut across the top of the can.
0: Yes, exactly. Good call. Good good clarification. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser is great for white tennis shoes. Like, if you're trying to, like, clean the rubber on some shoes. Mm-hmm. White Mr. Clean, or Mr. Clean Magic Eraser does the job real good.
1: Yeah, there's something, I've seen something where someone, like, cut one up to, like, soak it in water and make something. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember what it was now.
0: <laughs> Those things are magic. Magic Eraser. <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: We have one at work. Once it gets
0: dirty, what do you do? Uh, you can rinse it. Like, we keep ours for, like, months. Yeah, I mean, we have one at work, but, like, it gets dirty. Do you rinse it? I mean, I get it wet to use it. And then you rinse it like a sponge at the end too, right? No. No? Oh, I do. No,
1: I mean, most of the time when I'm done with it, it's just like, it does. well, it dissolves. <laughs> it's like the whole thing.
0: Oh, okay. If you're like scrubbing hard with it, I suppose it might do that. Mm-hmm. I mainly use mine to clean shoes, so.
1: Yeah, I used mine to clean the back door, but like, once it gets dirty then it's just leaving behind dirty water (laughs) so you can get the stuff off but then you have to wipe it with a towel so that there's not like (laughs) dirty residue still yeah
0: fair enough i just burped and it tasted like blue raspberry watermelon (laughs) what's the
1: air quotes life hack about ordering coffee oh you order like you go to a coffee place and you order a medium but you ask for it in a large cup and then obviously they're going to overpour and i'm like are you that broke (laughs)
0: <laughs> right? Just buy the large. Right? Or stick with a medium. Yeah. That's weird.
1: Like, how much more are you going to get that way? That's so weird.
0: Yeah. I've never actually heard that before. Mm-hmm. And it's Very like, weird. cool, free three cents of coffee. Right?
1: Like, it's not going to cost the company much, but also, why?
0: Yeah. No ice, please. Yeah. All right. I'm, like, sitting here trying to think of more life hacks. Today. I know. Me too. <laughs> I know there are a million and one of them. Yeah. Oh, if you're traveling, rolling your clothes versus yes. folding them saves a shit ton of room. Yeah. And then if you're packing bathing suits, stuff them in plastic, like, little Ziploc bags. Because then when they're wet, you can stick them back in there and they won't get all the other clothes wet.
1: Or just bring Ziploc bags, but either way.
0: Yes, but if they're in a Ziploc bag, they're not going to, like... Because bathing suits sometimes are, like, strappy and, like, don't stay folded very well. Yeah. That way they can you can, like, compress the air out of them and they'll stay in one, like, little package.
1: Also, socks and underwear. If you're bringing other shoes, put them in your shoes.
0: Yes. 100%. Saves so much room. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it's just like the shoe is a hollow vessel. Yeah, Stuff that shit.
1: It's going to take up its empty space, but with a shell.
0: So exactly. it's
1: taking up that room anyway. 100%.
0: I don't know why I'm looking
1: around like I have life hacks just lying around the living room.
0: <laughs> uh, if they're out of your size bra, look for a sister size. Some people don't know those exist. I just don't buy bras. Well, that too. If you're the bra buying type. Yes. There's a lot out there mm-hmm. of, like, good ones.
1: And some of them are actual, like, hacks, and some of them are just, like...
0: Common sense.
1: Yeah, so it's like, buy a longer phone cord, that way you can use your phone in bed, and it's like, that's not really a hack,
0: that's just... That's just telling you That's to just be... a tip,
1: like, it's not... You're not hacking anything, that's just a no. product that exists already.
0: Exactly. You're just promoting something that... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird. But, like, actual ones. Yeah. I tried to pick, like, decent ones. <laughs> like, cut a mango and then
1: peel it on the side of a glass would be a hack. Because that's not what glasses are used for.
0: <laughs> you can peel a mango on the side of a glass?
1: Yeah, you just, like, scrape the flesh into the glass. Oh. Mm-hmm. Instead of Genius. trying to, like, peel it, you yeah. just cut it with the skin still on and then... The glass isn't sharp enough to go through the skin, but the flesh isn't strong enough to hold
0: on. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Genius. Total life hack. Yeah. Oh, another one. Uh, if you're on the woods or somewhere cold, a crayon will burn for 30 minutes. So if you have a box of like crayons in your car, or keep a box of crayons in your car if you're going out in the woods, mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. And one crayon for 30 minutes in a car will raise the temperature i think it was like eight degrees or something like that and that can save your life yo like yeah. <laughs> eight degrees is warm <laughs> yeah it might not be eight but it was enough to like actually make a difference and save your life so yeah crayons for the win not a life hack but get one of those window
1: breaky things slash seatbelt cutter yes i was watching a show <laughs> the other day and they drove into a bridge and i'm like i mean it was it's scripted but still i'm like I need a seatbelt cutter. (laughs) I need a window breaker.
0: (laughs) I had a dream once I drove a car into, you know, the slough behind, like, in front of Warehouser, like, on Industrial Mm -hmm. Way. Okay, I had a dream I drove a car off that Industrial Way into the slough. And, like, when I hit the water, like, I, like, felt it. You know how, like, you can imagine a car, like, hitting water? Yeah. just, like... And then I, like, tried to, like, get out of the car, and that's when I realized I need one of those. I still haven't bought one that was, like, a good five years ago, but...
1: I know. I looked them up on Amazon as I was watching that episode. (laughs) (laughs) How much are they? Not expensive.
0: Okay. I should buy one.
1: Yeah. I think there were some that were, like, 60 bucks or something, but, like, I don't know, 15. Very affordable.
0: Totally affordable. Less than $20. Yeah. I like it. There was a two-pack
1: one. I don't remember how much that was but they were out of that anyway i know i have hacks (laughs) i know same oh there's the one with the popsicle and the paper the cupcake paper
0: oh yes to keep it from dripping yeah yeah that's a good one popsicle stick through the cupcake wrapper yeah
1: the show started out so
0: exciting (laughs) i know there's so many though i'm overwhelmed my brain is overwhelmed yeah i was gonna try and do laundry but it's now after 10 (laughs) yeah it is that (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I have any more life hacks that are coming to me. I know. I would have to look some up. Oh, there is the, you know, like the bread, the thing that like holds bread, not the twist tie, but the little plastic piece. hmm. Okay. So if you have like a flip flop, that's like broken through the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sandal. You can put that like in between the flip flop and the thing and it will stay like on the bottom side. Yeah. Fix your shoe in a pinch.
1: In a pinch, if you're somewhere that you blow out your sandal and also have a bread (laughs) tie, exactly.
0: (laughs) But hey, I mean, if you know you're like if you're at home or something, like yeah, and they're your favorite sandals, I've done it. Yeah. So there's that. I got nothing. No. I'm really trying over here. (laughs) Should we wrap? Yep. All right. So obviously there are a million and one life hacks. Uh, So (laughs) if you have some that we didn't talk about or list, let us know yeah uh, check us out on instagram and twitter at yes Dude podcast and give us a rate and view wherever you're listening uh we are on apple podcast and Samsung. well on that note i'm gonna call it a night and we will see you guys next week yes we will bye, bye. We'll